Have you ever felt alone even though you were surrounded by people? The worst loneliness I've ever experienced in my life was not during the times when I was by myself. It wasn't during the times when I was solo. It was during the times when I was surrounded by people who didn't get me. We talk a lot in our culture about the need to be social and the need to get out there and be around people, but I think we also really need to get clear that it's not just that we need to be around others. We need to be around the right people. Otherwise, we can end up feeling really bruised emotionally and confused. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm your host, April Boyd. You are listening to the Is It Me or Is It Them podcast. And I really wanted to dive into this because a couple of things brought this up for me. One, I'm on a solo adventure right now. So right now I am sitting in this adorable little Airbnb in Berlin and really just enjoying this time of stepping away from social connections, stepping away from conversations, really just taking some time to be with myself. And I think these times of alone are really healthy, whether that's just going for a walk by yourself one day, taking some time to just journal with a cup of tea by yourself, or maybe going on a drive, visiting somewhere new. But because it's not being alone that's the problem. Being alone sometimes can actually be really good for us. It's loneliness, and that's actually a very different thing. And we know that loneliness is really bad for us. It's bad for our health, both physically as well as mentally. But here's what I really see as being the cause of that loneliness and how it actually plays out when we're surrounded by people that don't get us, because there's a very real cost to our system of that. So here's what happens when we're hanging out with people that don't really get you, that don't really understand you, where it's not really fully safe to be yourself, like you either kind of have to hold yourself back or make yourself a bit smaller or somehow like armor up a bit more. What happens after we have these kinds of connections is we burn up a lot of energy and a lot of time trying to make sense of why did that feel so off? What part of this relationship problem, you know, where we're just not totally clicking right, where it's just not right, totally feeling good, which part of that's my fault, right? Or my issues? Am I at a line somewhere? Why did that remark sting so bad? Does it make sense that I'm this angry or hurt by this thing? Why is no one else really noticing this dynamic that's happening in the room when we hang out with these people, right? And there might be times when you're hanging out with somebody and they're, you know, outright emotionally aggressive or there's even those small passive aggressive digs. There's some ones where... Maybe you just can't really trust them because you know that they'll talk behind your back or just you can't really feel safe around them. And there's other ones that just can't really meet you in the kind of relationship that you're wanting to have. 
I don't know if you've ever had that experience of hanging out with people where maybe you go out for lunch for somebody and you walk away from that being like, hmm, they didn't really ask me one thing about myself, right? And it can feel really crazy making and a bit confusing because for some people, it can bring up this trigger, right? Of this story that we tell ourselves about what it means that we can't connect with this person or why we're reacting to something. And that can really start to erode our self-esteem if we don't get on top of that, right? And really drains your energy as maybe after you have contact with that family member or that friend or that acquaintance, you might find yourself really needing to process that, right? And we can say, okay, this is not that big a deal. I should just be able to move on. Why do I even keep thinking about that? But our brains actually need to make sense of something. That's what they're programmed to do, right? And so if you have a wonky interaction with somebody or something just doesn't quite add up with somebody or there's something hurtful that happens, your brain is gonna spend time trying to process that Whether you think it's the most important thing today in your life or not, that's just how our systems work. So this is where we need to get really careful about where we're bringing ourselves, who we're connecting to, and how much of our time we're spending with the various connections and people in our lives. I was reading this book, it's called Mind Over Medicine, by Dr. Lisa Rankin. And she had this great line that said, relationships are either poison or medicine. I'm going to say that again because it is so good. Relationships are either poison or medicine. Mm. And tell me that does not feel true for you. When you think of just how your nervous system responds to people, how you feel after you've spent time with different people, there's some people that really build us up and make us feel lighter, happier, calmer, stronger. And there's some people that just deplete us, make us question ourselves, dig in to some hurt places, right? And so... This is where I want to share some ideas that will help you out. So if you're in a situation where, let's say you're kind of stuck with these people in your life for some reason, it's not just a relationship that you can kind of, you know, distance yourself from, right? And kind of just step really away. Let's say that you're kind of locked in there. Maybe they're coworkers at a job you can't leave, friends of your partners that you're stuck with, family members that you need to keep in touch with, you know, maybe just even people in your life that you value, but you know that you also need to be a bit careful with, right? So here's some ideas that are gonna help you to navigate some of that tricky territory. So the first thing that I want you to consider is that you need to factor in the impact. So often when I talk to people about these kinds of relationships and connections in their life, what I hear is them kind of trying to psych themselves up for the next gathering with that person. The next time that they're going to see that person and they're saying, okay, you know what? It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Here's how I'm going to approach this. I'm going to be extra nice. I'm going to be extra friendly, blah, blah, blah. And, and I think it's important to kind of recognize 
that there's times when we land in this really broken loop of feeling like somehow if we were just different, we'd be able to connect with this person or it would just feel a lot easier than it does. And I think when you've already kind of been trying and trying and trying, and this is a long ongoing thing, I think there's times when we need to maybe think about it probably won't be fine if every time I've seen them for the last 20 times that I've spent time with them and I walk away feeling a bit bruised or hurt or just drained, then that's probably really good evidence that this time probably isn't going to be fine. It's going to be somewhere on the continuum of kind of draining, kind of, you know, a little bit of a hit down to really upsetting. So instead of just trying to somehow put our blinders on and say things will just be fine, instead we need to acknowledge that there is an impact. It is going to take some of your energy. Your brain is going to be trying to make sense of this after the fact, right? We need to factor in how your system is actually going to wear this. The wear and tear of those kinds of interactions. This brings us to the second piece. You need to self-protect. So when we can move out of that place of almost denial, right? Where we're like, oh, if I somehow just try harder or do this differently, this will work better. We can start to just move into a bit of self-protection mode. Maybe there's some ways where you can reduce a bit of contact. Maybe instead of staying for the whole weekend, Maybe it's just a dinner. Start to look at, even though it might feel a bit uncomfortable if you're challenging some traditions and expectations, that's always a bit tricky and we can do another episode on that at some point. But when we look at starting to actually question, where can I do this differently? Where can I remove myself or limit some of my time and contact here? Because sometimes that, you know, reptile brain part of us, right? That brain, that part of us that just thinks in terms of fear and survival is like, ah, if I change this dynamic, they're going to be upset with me and then it's going to be worse, right? But start to really just look at it from a distance. Is there some adjustments that you can make there? And the last thing that I want you to consider is you need to try to see them for who they are not who they want, who you want them to be. You need to see them for who they are, not who you want them to be. You might be craving a closer connection, an easier connection, a more pleasant relationship, whatever that is. But notice that that urge and that effort that kind of taxes the system when we remain in this place of wishing and hoping for them to be different. And then of course, somehow feeling like that's on our shoulders to make that change happen, right? And we don't need to tell ourselves a big story about why it's not connecting. Sometimes people say like, oh, I think they just don't like me. Um, But I think maybe that's true. Because there's times when you're being your authentic self, that can be a bit repelling, right? Some people might think I'm hilarious. Some people might think I'm annoying, (laughs) right? Some people might think I'm confident. Some people might think I'm cocky. So it really is just 
you know, however that kind of lands on, on somebody else is not really your business. Some people might be triggered by you. And some people just can't meet you at the wavelength that you're at. They might just do relationships differently than you. Maybe they're more of an activity buddy kind of level where you just do activities together. You just kind of have some common things that you do, but there's not really a close bond that happens. You need to start to separate that role. Are they an activity buddy or a soul sister connection, right? We need to start to be able to discern each of the roles that different people play in our lives. Some people might just be someone you need to protect your energy from. And even though you might be wanting to really enjoy each other's company and get to this place where things are just really easy, we have to kind of start with this place of letting it be what it actually is. And I believe that one of the kindest things that we can do is actually take people for who they are not who you wish they were, not who you think that they'd be happier being, not who you're like, ah, oh, you know, if I could just crack this person open, like, and get them to connect at a deeper level, they might, you know, it would be so good for all of us. And we don't necessarily know if that's true, right? So when we can kind of just start to look at factoring in that this is just sometimes where it's at, then we can start to really take care of ourselves in a different way by recognizing that there is a cost of our system of spending time with that person. And it's not just that you're being overly sensitive or difficult or, you know, having a hard time. People register differently on our nervous systems. There's the people that build you up and the people that deplete you. Make your decisions, plan your calendars, and say yes and no accordingly. And protect yourself and have lots of self-compassion when you need to. So I would love to hear what stood out from you. If you found this useful, please take a screenshot of it. And oh, and if you are interested in coming and being a part of a circle of women who love to have these kinds of conversations, conversations about personal development work, conversations about where we're growing, where we're getting stuck, what it is that we're trying to create in our lives really, then you should consider coming to our group. This is going to be our fourth round of Reset Our Mindset, although I am thinking about changing the name on that to be honest, but I'll share more on that later. But this is going to be our fourth round and it's starting in January and I'm going to be posting the sign up page for that. So if you're wanting to hang out with a circle of like-minded women, women who get you, women where it is safe to be yourself, where you don't have to censor, adjust, pivot, make yourself neither bigger or smaller, ah, because that is such sweet relief and such good medicine. So if you're interested, DM me and I will send you details. And thanks for listening. I will see you next time.